0: Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 131st episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who are looking for a job in this post COVID job market an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is the 89th episode as part of my partnership with the Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For This episode, we have Richard Pass, who's most recently a group creative director slash art director by trade at InOcean. Now, Richard, really happy to, to have you here.
1: Well, thank you, Matthew. It's great to be here. Thanks for doing this.
0: Yeah, of course. Maybe just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with the last year and a half.
1: Mm, That's a great question. Um, You know, with the last year and a half, it's pretty much like everyone else. You know, I've watched a few of your videos here and everyone says the same thing. And I'm right there with them. It's you know, we're unsure of what's what the next day would bring. Um, And with that, uh, I guess. For the last year and a half i was actually working at InOcean, ocean uh leading a group um i had about 17 creatives in my department so you know we we ran a really tight ship with my uh, my creatives it's all about camaraderie within our group so soon as we started realizing that oh my gosh we're going to be working from home during the pandemic first thing we did is i sat down with my group and i said hey why don't we meet every single day at 10 a.m and if there's just any milestones that need to be addressed for that day, we'll we'll deal with them then. But what it really turned into that 10 a.m. was camaraderie. And all of a sudden it was, you know, working from home, you started to realize you have more time on your hands and being creatives, well, let's foster those. So I started, you know, inspiring my guys to, or my people to start learning new programs. I had a lot of people that didn't know After Effects. I'm a big computer geek nut, um, so, I inspired them and then they would create stuff and we would showcase it. But then all of a sudden I had people that were building furniture, baking things. It was kind of like what was going on on Instagram and some right. of the other stuff. And then so to show them that I'm a, equally as creative, my son and I started an outdoor apparel company. So I showcased the logo, you know, dealing with you know manufacturers and all this other stuff. So we did that every single day and that was a lot of fun. So fast forward to about a week and two weeks ago, I lost my job, you know, um, pandemic is hitting and so forth. So here I am doing what I do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love, love that once you realize this pandemic is real and we are going to work from home, how do you still keep your team close and tight knit? So I, I love that. And I'm sure it did work wonders and the work got better at that time, just having everyone, you know,
1: all in it together. Oh, it was incredible. And it was, it was interesting too, because in the agency, you know, there's a lot of people at Ocean and multiple departments. And all of a sudden we became the shiny beacon. Everyone was like, what Rich is doing over there? So other departments started to do it and it didn't quite hold up as well. I don't know why, but it's, you know, in fact, a lot of my team members, they're like, you know, you're like a radio DJ up there. I'm like, (laughs) Oh, it's just, this is my personality. I'm a bubbly, easygoing guy. So.
0: Yeah, that's great. Maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself. How you broke into the advertising career? Some clients you've worked on? Maybe agencies you've worked at?
1: Mm, okay, so yeah, broke into the advertising world. Um, I guess it started back when I was a small kid. You know, my dad. I used to watch my dad, and he used to he would draw or do things, even though he was you know interior decorator, uh, furniture guy. So I was always inspired by that because if I wanted something, I would start drawing. And so from a very early age, I started to draw. Then I sought after a, a high school that really leaned into art as well as you know, academics and so forth, and which led me to go off to an art school. So I didn't go the traditional four year route. I went to an art school and really flourished you know, with my craft. From there, not knowing much of anything, I said, Let's leave. And I was down in South Florida at that point. I said, I'm gonna go right to New York city. I didn't know anything (laughs) about the city. So, you know, we had visited there once before, but I'm like, you know what, if you're gonna make it in advertising, you gotta go right to the city. So I went right to the city. Of course I couldn't afford anything. I ended up in Staten Island um, and started working right away uh, at an agency uh, in Midtown. And, you know, it all took off. And then, and then I guess, you know, lo and behold, this is a story as old as time. I kind of fell in love with a producer, you know, a creative and a producer falling in love. I'm sure that happens all the time. And she was originally from Los Angeles and I was shooting in Los Angeles. So out to Los Angeles, I went. Um, And since then, you know, my career here in Los Angeles has taken off. Um, But then I always had the itch to go back east. I'm an east coaster to the core. So I kind of threw everything in storage. She and I went back to New York. And anyways, I've been going back and forth a couple of different times.
0: Yeah, love that, and, and and the back and forth bi-coastal. Yeah, it makes sense when you're shooting in L.A. all the time to be out in L.A., and then even whenever I go on production, I, I'm there for a week and a half, two weeks, and I absolutely love it, and always by the last day, I'm like, I think I'm ready for New York.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you on that, especially it's funny, too, is that, you know, when I was younger, I was like, man, I love this. I can play basketball outside, never have to worry about it raining. I will always be able to play. Well, you know, you start getting a little bit older, all of a sudden it's like, man, I really miss those winter days. I miss autumn, I miss spring, I miss, you know, change.
0: Yeah, totally. What would you say you're looking for in your next role? You know, big agency, small agency, freelance, full-time?
1: That's a a great question. Um, Well, right now, freelance until I find the right um, position. I've worked at both big and small agencies on both big and small accounts. Um, it's interesting, you know. Both have their benefits, and of course, both you know have their issues that kind of slow them down. Um, coming out of InOcean, ocean that was a larger agency, not quite as big as where you are over at BBDO, but nevertheless, it's still a little bit bigger. I've worked also um, Arnold um, back when we had Volkswagen they hired me as group creative director to run the Los Angeles office out here. And at the time we had a staff of four, I think it was, and it was my job to you know, flourish the building and make it and start to hire. So I started hiring teams, started doing all, a lot of the ads out here in Los Angeles. And by the time Arnold had lost Volkswagen, I think we had about 45 employees. So I love that. I love the, it was like being an entrepreneurial individual, you know, we were taking care of, you know, working with the city of Santa Monica, building, putting signs out in front of the building, building studio tables, in addition to creating ads and going after new business. And that to me was unbelievably rewarding. I love that. So that's on one hand, I absolutely love that mindset. On the other, you know, I do like being in the big agency world as well, working on a client, because you do get a lot of people to help facilitate, to making the ideas the best they could possibly be.
0: Yeah, do you have a favorite project that you've worked on,
1: whether from the the larger or more small agencies? You know, you you bring up a good, that's I've seen you ask that question a lot. Um, I actually have three projects that I like to bring to mind. Um, The first one is, uh, it's more personal. Um, When I was at Hyundai over in Ocean, one of the, Little sub clients that we have over there is it's called Hope on Wheels. And I don't know if you're familiar with Hope on Wheels, most people really aren't. Um, and I guess it's been going on for about 20, about 25 years now. And basically, every Hyundai sold, a portion goes to pediatric cancer. So every single car sold for 25 years, a portion of every car sold goes towards the pediatric cancer research fund. So I was slotted creative director in charge of that. And to me, that was a very personal thing because uh, growing up, my brother uh, had pediatric cancer. So it was personal. And at the same time, my client, his son, oh, wow. was going through a cancer. So that, <laughs> that in itself, presenting work to a client that has son with cancer, is that was quite possibly one of the hardest things you could possibly do but the work we created was outstanding. And there was a fine line between, um, you know, uh, promoting cars on the backs of cancer kids versus just, you know, subtly just getting it out there. And, you know, being in the, what they were doing for 25 years kind of earned us that right. So that was my first thing that I'm, absolutely proud of it's on my website if anyone wants to check it out in fact we actually make, made a super bowl spot out of it and you'll see it's on there as well and there's a little case study that goes along with that so that was always a lot of fun oh and then i also got to participate in going around the country uh with the check participation you know we, we would hand out the checks to all the hospitals around the countries and they donated millions and millions of dollars every year based on that program so that was my first one My second one that uh, is a memory from this industry is my very first client presentation in New York City. Here I am as a junior art director straight out of the beaches of South Florida, and I'm in the big city of New York, and I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. I'm nervous as can be presenting to Foot Locker. (laughs) So we go into this big, massive, this was back in the day when they had big, giant offices. So we walk in, with my creative director. And she's like, all right, Rich, this is your chance. And I'm nervous and I'm just about to present the work. And I think the client actually saw that I was a little bit nervous and shy in this. So he took the boards and I'll never forget. All of a sudden he's like, no, 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 yes. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> and I was like, holy cow, that's insane. And I I mean, I was ear to ear a smile, but what, what was great about it was, that day forward, I don't think I've ever had a client meeting that was A, that decisive, yeah, B, without a committee, and it all happened in less than, I don't know, five minutes. So that, to me, was outstanding. I I wish we had a little bit more of that going on in this world. That's great. Yeah. And then my third one, which is my last one, is uh, which I mentioned earlier, is starting my company with um, my son. You know, we're starting this outdoor enthusiast uh, apparel brand. It's titled and bait which you'll find that on my website as well and every little aspect of that is outstanding
0: yeah that's great one i i'm sure being able to flex your creativity without clients telling you what to do is is amazing but also working with your son i'm sure is is unbelievable Mm -hmm. too so the the blending of the two is is great
1: that's awesome thank you
0: yeah what are some of your you know your best qualities you know, whether it's art direction or, or creative directing or being the group creative director.
1: Uh that's that's a great question too. Um, I think you know, in this industry, one of the things I've realized is you know there, there's a lot of hurdles for us to get to where we are. For instance, for where you are over at BBDO. I feel like we all have it in us to be creative. We're all creative to a certain degree. But what is what I think is going to separate a lot of where we are now versus some of the other people, or it's, it's the creative leadership, the creative directors that can help flourish an idea and bring an idea to light. Um, so that's one of my strong suits is, you know being able to get down into the trenches with my teams and try to help them understand what the real gem of their idea is and bring it to light, and then work with the writing and the visual communication to bring it to its best possible solution. You know, it's not that I'm being heavy handed, it's not me putting my stamp on there, but it's just me trying to blossom and flourish their idea that I love absolutely love. And the second thing I love more than anything in the world is put me in a room and I'll present. I love talking, as you can see here, I just. I love making connections, whether it's with a bunch of, you know, grumpy dealers all over the country or executives up in their giant ivory towers, or if I'm down just talking to a planner or an account person, I just love communicating. And that is one of the things that I keep trying to, you know, inspire people that work in my department, whoever I'm, you know, fortunate to work with, is to really embrace that quality. Because if you can own presenting, you can pretty much own anything in this world. Everything is all about how you promote and present yourself. Um, So that's one of the things that I'm always, you know, when I'm leading a group, um, I'm always having books brought in uh, speakers to kind of help them with their presentation craft. And then lastly, I am kind of a kind of a computer geek. I love programs me if someone can work in after effects well dang it i can work in after effects if they can write html code or css or javascript well i better need, i need to know how to do it too so i if there's a program out there like right now i'm teaching myself 3d and maya and all that stuff i would rather be doing that than sitting around watching tv i guess
0: yeah i love that i was gonna say you're an art director who writes code tell me a little bit about that but i know oh, i will say a- Computable it's a good way of banging your computer. head up
1: against the it's a good way of banging your head up against the wall, especially when there's a little problem in your code. I agree. But
0: has that always been something you're interested in? Or as you've kind of developed in the career, realizing those little
1: tricks help you? No, I think where that came from, Matt, it's interesting. And in, um years and years ago, um you know when you were trying trying to create your reel you're always at the mercy of like an editorial house hey can you edit my reel and piece it together and then you would put like a fancy title on it well at the time um you know my wife at the time was working at a design firm called pittered sullivan and they were making animation graphics and they did the movie seven at the time and bird uh, rga when she was there too and i realized like huh why, instead of me relying on someone else Let me figure this out. So I picked up my first, you know, After Effects and made my own. And then I didn't want to be reliant on someone else. Fast forward to when you're wanting to put your website up on the internet, instead of me being reliant on someone to make the website for me or for me to completely tailor it to my own liking, well, I don't want to fall into, you know, Cargo Collective and some of these other ones that exist out there. I'll write the code. And especially with youtube out there oh my god we can learn anything so that's i'm kind of a geek that way that i if, if someone else can do it i can do it you know that's just my philosophy
0: yeah that's amazing and i mean like you said with youtube mm-hmm. it's pretty easy you just got to take oh. the time and and watch whatever tutorials and, and dedicate a few you know some hours and practice but the resources are there to, to help
1: a hundred percent yeah no
0: without a doubt And I love the long kind of about me write up intro section on your site and your LinkedIn. The one thing that stood out is your love of biscuits over croissants, being (laughs) adamant about that. So where'd that start or come from?
1: Oh, that's a a, thank you for saying that. You know, I figured, you know, it's it's interesting, uh, you know, when I'm crafting anything, any project that I work on or whatever, you know, comes down to research. So before I started to build my site, when it was time to build my site, you know, I went and I searched as many art directors as I could, writers as I could. And I started plastering them up. But what I started to realize was it was really just the work. I didn't get a taste of who they were, who this individual was, or what separated this person from this person. Cause it just went right into the work and then there might be, it's just a hint of a bio on the back end. Well, so that's where I'm like, okay. So I sat down, poured myself a beautiful cup of coffee and I said, let's write, let's write this bio. And so being a southerner by nature, that's where that came from. I will always choose a biscuit. I'm a biscuit and gravy, kind of uh, you know, <laughs> your average guy, if you will. And that, I thought that was a kind of a clever little hook to kind of pull you in. And then the journey, how it's written, I thought it was really nice. It kind of gave a good flavor of who I am.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I loved it and was excited to speak with you just after reading that, so it's definitely doing its job. Are you, are you an art director now, clearly, you know, ECD, group creative director who likes writing as well? You know, that kind of comes with it. Oh, sure.
1: In fact, yeah, I wrote everything on my site. I mean, I love writing. I mean, in fact, you know, with the new company that I'm creating with my son, I'm writing all this content that goes in there as well. You know, it's interesting is we're all writers by our very nature. It's just, right. you know, if you're if you can create, you know, you can either create visually or you can create with words and words give you that beautiful emotion that you can tap into that lives deep in your soul so it might affect you differently than someone else but it's still going to affect you the visuals are easy um you know that i feel like they sometimes are cheaper than words you know when it's because it's so easy to just make something look beautiful and get inspired by it but the words sometimes will resonate and go deeper that's why we love novels that's why we love movies it's because of the scripts and the characters and all the stuff that goes into it
0: yeah, I completely agree, and I mean, when married together, the words and the visuals—that's that's the home run. So that's oh, always yeah. what we're thriving to do. But you know, sometimes it's it's a more visual-led story, sometimes it's a more voice-over-driven story, and you kind of see what makes the most sense to solve the the client's problems and take it from there.
1: Oh, without a doubt, and you know, I've taken screenwriting classes and stuff. I mean, if I live here in Los Angeles, right. I got UCLA Extension here. Some of the greatest screenwriters ever right here. So why not?
0: So. Yeah, love love that. And, just seems like your nature to tap into resources and and help around you, whether that's YouTube tutorials or going and and taking real courses or teaching yourself different programs, which is a great go-getter kind of attitude.
1: That's, that's me. I love doing that. In fact, that's you know, thank you for doing this. This is where, you know, hopefully my next employer (laughs) will see that as well. And I can bring that into whatever business or company I go to. Yeah. Hope so.
0: That's the plan at least someone watches this and, and reaches out. What will a company be getting if they did reach out and hire you? And you've touched on it already a few a few times.
1: I think I have. Um, I think by getting me, what you're gonna get is you're gonna get a guy that, you know, will not be afraid to get his hands dirty. I love being a creative, but I also have that great restraint of, it, it, it can't be about me. It's about me fostering the people you know, working us together as a team. Um, so inspiring the team that I'm going to be working with and leading them along more important most importantly is also helping that team learn the skill sets that make them a better you know executive or creative in this industry, such as presentation, learning new crafts, and just rounding out what makes them unique and special. I love being a coach. I love teaching. I love inspiring. And I guess I'm one of the greatest cheerleaders when it comes to the creative department. So that's yeah. what you get. Yeah. That's great.
0: The last question for me is if there's a dream client, brand, agency,
1: someone you wanna give a little shout out to? You know, it's that's a good question too. Um, to me, my dream path isn't, and you probably would see this coming based on who I am, isn't going after it because I did notice that a few people mentioned Nike or a few other established brands. I'm not going to say that's easy um, because obviously it's very challenging to do great work, but it's already a well-defined path. Um, What I would love to do is to be a part of a company and help in a company that doesn't have a great track record on that. But turn them into something that is. Because every brand or every product or every service has that ability. If you know the clients are really standing behind the product or service that they make, it's there. It's up to us to inspire that and bring that out. So, so when you say, What is my dream job on that? You know, <laughs> to be the on the forefront of turning the company around and creating that next great campaign for something for a brand or a service or product that doesn't already exist. That to me is a dream situation.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the goal. So hopefully, yeah, some company like that reaches out and is willing to, you know, take a leap and let you let you work your magic. But thanks. Thanks so much for hopping on early LA time, putting yourself out there and
1: doing something like this. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you to you and the avail list. I mean, all you guys, this is it's inspiring. You've actually inspired me that, yeah, I should be doing something more, you know, outside of starting the company with my son, but doing something like this to give back. This is incredible. Thank you. That's enough for now. Make your son happy.
0: <laughs> but don't worry about any of us. What's exactly. the best way for people to get in touch with you?
1: Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is my website, you know, richardpass.com. Um, you know, or it's got all my contact information on there. I guess LinkedIn has everything too, which is richardpass.com. Although I mainly go by the name Rich. That's what most people call me. But you know, I would say my website or LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. Well, that's a wrap for the 131st episode of Bouncing Back. You know, anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me an email at malow930 at gmail.com. Or check out the availlist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work in the ad industry. You can listen to all of these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back in Advertising. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you, Matthew.